Welcome to the Expat Cast. I'm your host, Nicole, and I am in a super good mood because it is the second of like, what, six or seven public holidays in spring slash early summer that come when you're living in Germany. So for those of you who are living in Germany, you're probably also thrilled about it being this time of year. For those of you who are not, basically there's just a slew of Christian-based holidays from Easter Monday, which like I didn't know was a thing, um, all the way through till this year, I think it goes into June, when there's Pentecost and Pfingsten. Is Pfingsten Pentecost, I don't know. I can't keep them all straight despite having a Catholic school education for four years. Oops. Today is actually, though, Labor Day, so not Christian-based, just German Labor Day. Asked to my tag to Arbeit. Shout out to that holiday. <laughs> so I got to get going so I can go on a nice long hike and enjoy the lovely weather that we're having for the holiday. So I will leave you guys with this week's episode with a guest who is becoming a real contender for most frequent guest on the podcast, my friend Ashley, who is here to talk with us about what it's been like becoming a mother as an expat. And as we established pretty early on in the episode, we're going to refer to her kid as Wham, which um, there is a reason, but we didn't explain it. And it's kind of her choice to decide to what extent we go into the details of anything about her kid. So I'll leave it there. But just so you guys know, it's not totally random. It's not just me randomly throwing out like, let's call him Wham. I think another thing that's pretty common in Germany, we didn't really talk about it in this episode, but another thing is is... People are very focused on privacy for all people, including for babies. So things like posting pictures of your kid online, sharing too much personal information or identifying information about your kid on the internet or, I don't know, on podcasts, it's not really so much of a thing. So in respecting with Ashley and her husband's wishes for privacy for their son, we will refer to him as Wham. And I hope you guys enjoy getting to hear what it's been like for this little family. My name is Ashley Mateos. I'm from Maine in the U.S., and I currently live in Freiburg. I've lived here for nine and a half years now. Coming up on 10 years. I know. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been on the show before. Last time, you had a special visitor with you who we referred to as Appleseed. Yes. <laughs> was your baby. You were, I think, eight months. I was very pregnant and very sick. But... It happened. You had a baby. I did. Successfully. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And now, so we're going to refer to uh, the artist previously known as Appleseed <laughs> as Wham, your baby son. <laughs> yeah. So many names. <laughs> so you have a baby. Now, wait, so how old is he now? He is seven months, just a little over seven months. He has a nice big head, as babies tend to have. He is objectively the cutest baby in the world. No, but it's actually kind of true. Yeah, he has disproportionately large eyes. That helps. He gets that from his mama. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to talk about today a little like check-in. So last time we talked about how, what it was like being pregnant in, in Germany, um, in a new, you know, not so new country, but still not the one you were born into. And now you are seven months into being a mom in a new country. So I guess let's start at the beginning. How was it having a baby here? Well, first of all, having a baby is scary. I think no matter where you are, pregnancy was really scary for me. And just the idea of, of giving birth was very, very scary for me. And then he was turned with his head up and kind of in like a 
Swiss Army knife position in my <laughs> tummy. And so that meant that uh, they recommended doing a C-section for birth and that he was really wedged in there, so he wasn't going to move at all. And so in, in a way, that was kind of nice that he decided, okay, because I had the choice, could I do a C-section or could, should I do natural birth? And he kind of made that decision for me. And then that kind of calmed me down and said, okay, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to read up on it very slightly. <laughs> I'm not going into detail, <laughs> but just as much as I need to know so that I don't freak out when it's happening. Yeah. And, and so that, that's what happened. He came into the world through C-section and I was overjoyed. So, so happy. Uh, but I was also very, very sick. And so the first time I saw my little baby's face, yeah, right, right after they cleaned him up and then they brought him over to me, or actually my, my husband brought him over to me and and said, you know, here's little Wham, and he's he's fine, he's happy, or he's healthy at least. <laughs> and oh, you know, here's your little baby boy, and and I said, oh, okay, that's nice, thanks. Please get him out of my face. I need to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> this was, this was our first moment together. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, what a touching story. <laughs> yeah, but fair enough. Mm-hmm. And was it just the two of you on that day? Well, my mom was here. Yeah, my, my mom came over. I, I actually asked her uh, to come over for the first month or so if she could. And yeah, so I, I really wanted my, my mom to be there for me because it was a scary thing and because I would be surrounded by a bunch of medical technicians speaking German to me, which, okay, my, my German's fine and I'm comfortable with that. But if you're in a situation where you're you're scared, you're being operated on, you're under the influence of very, very strong drugs. <laughs> it's nice to know that someone is uh, there for you. And so during the actual uh, birth process slash surgery, it was just me and Alex and like 10 doctors. <laughs> yeah. But my mom was there in the hospital. And so she was able to come and see us when the, the baby was finally there. On the topic of language real quick, did you guys stick to German the whole time with the surgeons and all that? Well... I had met the anesthesiologist the week before, and he said that he could speak in English with me if if I wanted him to. It wasn't a problem. So actually, all the appointments I had leading up were all in German. But then on that day, as he was talking about how he was going to administer the epidural, the spinal tap thing, I, I told him that I was very scared and really nervous and he said oh would it make you feel better if I spoke in English and I said yes (laughs) tears running down my face yes please (laughs) that's really nice though that that was an option Mm -hmm. and it it was also nice that they they warned me in advance that okay there are going to be a lot of people in the operating room but know that this is normal okay so it's not out of the ordinary to have 10, 12 doctors, not just doctors, but you have your anesthesiologist, the um, midwife, the surgeons, and the lady doctor, the The, obstetrician. Ah, okay. Like the OBGYN people? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you got little wham out with the help of a room full of people. (laughs) And then how was it having your mom around for the first month? That seems like a really nice thing to have that I don't know if, if living abroad, I don't know, for you, that was something that you thought about when you were having a kid over here, like, oh, I'm not going to have that support. Mm. So what was it like to actually end up having it? It was incredibly helpful. And it's also because I have a good relationship from my mom. I mean, there are some people who live, you know, five kilometers away from their parents, and they would not want them to be there for for the birth (laughs) or for their child. But 
um, for, for me, it was important for her to be there so that, yeah, I did have this kind of small piece of home there, I guess. And also, I think no matter where I would have been in the world, I would have wanted her to be there with me. And I knew that she would have come to see me no matter where. So That's beautiful. Yeah. I love my mom. Love you, mom. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay, okay, so you have your baby. You have a month with your mama. Yes. And you learned how to do the whole being a mom yourself thing. Yeah, that was really... I did not read any pregnancy book. I did not do any, except for what I, I think I mentioned in my last, or in the last podcast that, that we did with the pregnancy bit about the one book that I read is, oh, what did I say it was? Maybe you can just put it in the notes. It was like um, the shit they don't tell you or something mm-hmm, like that. Shit nobody tells you about the first year of having a baby. That's okay. really the only preparation that I did literature wise for myself as well as I receive weekly emails from BabyList, which is helpful because it was just a small bit of information. That was the place that told me how big the baby was in my belly. Oh, I like that yeah. one. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm still getting those afterwards saying, your baby is 27 weeks old. <laughs> this is what they can do now or look out for this. And and it's just small bits of information that are easy to digest. So I enjoyed that. But then there are plenty of other things like, uh, so right now he's eating food. Yeah, he's on to baby food now, and uh, I have no idea how much he's supposed to be eating, what he's supposed to be eating, when he's supposed to be eating. It's just kind of, oh, you seem hungry. Here, let's feed you now. <laughs> have you had this? No? All right, let's try it. Do you like it? I don't know, but you're eating it, so. <laughs> <Guess> so. <laughs> I, I think I, I had, so yeah, I had no idea what it was going to be like to actually be a mom and go through those notions, and there are tons of resources out there, of course, but for me, I felt like it all of a sudden just clicked in. Like, yes, I am a mom now. I have to take care of this little human being. Oh, you're upset. Okay, that must mean that you are either hungry, sleepy, or you've pooped your pants. (laughs) And in general, that's what it is. And other times it's just being upset because babies get upset sometimes. You've had other family and friends visit since then too, right? Oh, yeah. So after the, the birth, my mom was here until... So birth was beginning of September. My mom was here through the beginning of October. My father came to visit for about a week when baby was six uh three weeks old and my brother was here for a weekend also about that time Uh, my sister came to visit when the baby was about a month old also for about a week yeah so the the whole first like september and october of last year are just a complete blur to me november also i think I, i don't think i started to come into myself again until December rolled around. Yeah. Yeah, so tons of visitors and also for my husband's family, of course, and friends from the area. And then Ida, one of my best friends from high school from back home, she came to visit this spring specifically to see me and the baby. And did you say you planned a trip to to bring him sort of like Lion King style, hold him up on Pride Rock, <laughs> show him around to all your people? <laughs> yes, yes, we will be venturing to the States uh, in the summer to show him to everyone who was not able to make it over yet. It sounds like to me it's been like pretty good balance so far of like you still have these connections to people who are far away, but they've managed to either come to you and meet him or you're going to go see them. Yeah. So has that been a conflict for you guys or has that been actually okay? No, I think it's been fine. I also, I don't see any difference with that other than, oh, you have a baby now. 
I'm going to come see you now. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to, yeah, maybe this year. Oh, no, maybe next year. And I don't know, as far as visiting and going here and so people coming here, us going there, that hasn't changed too much other than that rush right after the birth of my immediate family really wanting to to see him you live on a super high floor of an apartment like what, four or five five flights of stairs so yeah. you every time you want to leave your house are schlepping it is you, kid, yeah and what 12 other supplies because who knows what he needs yeah yeah i think the good thing about living centrally but up so many stairs is that when i am running downstairs so if i'm just coming to meet up with you in the Munstermarkt, then it's just, okay, I'm just running downstairs, going to lunch, just make sure that I have my purse and then like a hat for him. I usually leave the house with two hats for him, not one for myself. (laughs) Change of clothes for him, you know, throw up on myself. (laughs) He's always taken care of. I'm the one that looks a wreck. And I think I mentioned this earlier too, that well, when, when I'm out and about without the baby, and if I look erect, then it's just, oh, she needs to get it together. But if I'm out and about and I look erect with the baby, then it's understandable. Then people say, oh, she's a mom. It's okay. People don't even notice. His eyes are the size of saucers. No one looks at you. Uh, I, I hope not today. I went to the doctors and I, when I got back in the elevator and I looked in the mirror that was in there, I had toothpaste on my face. <laughs> not a little bit either, like a big. Now you have an excuse, eh? Uh. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. That happens more than I would like to admit. (laughs) (laughs) Pre or post wham? I'm not going (laughs) to (laughs) say. And so now you're also about to move. Yes. Yeah. We've also spent plenty of time on our worst day of the week adventures complaining about the apartment search here but you had the added the added challenge (laughs) (laughs) of needing to find a place that was had enough space for a kid to grow up yeah yeah Yeah, that was that was definitely a journey and we're very much looking forward to moving we're in the process of moving right now because right now where we live it's just a big open studio and i'm very much looking forward to Lil wham having his room me and my husband having our room (laughs) there's a wall in between and doors if you can imagine. Yeah, so I'm very much looking forward to it. And we'll have a nice little garden and there's a playground. And so all these things that, yeah, are nice to have anyways. But then when you think about having a, a kid or if you have a kid or a little family, then those are factors where you say, yes, we actually don't just want them, but we kind of need them. So that would <laughs> kind of like when you, if, if you have a dog and you have a little backyard, you can easily just let them out to go pee as opposed to having to go out somewhere and walk them for a while. So with with a kid, if they need to run off some energy, if you can just let them out the door for a little bit and let them go back in. in circles yeah. until you fall down and then you can come back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I should probably be careful with how much I compare my child to a dog. <laughs> I was waiting for the end of the story to be like, same thing goes. Yeah. Little whammy needs to be. We got that garden now. We'll just let him right out. That's, that's how we're going to potty train. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, okay, when you were on last time, you talked about half because of who you are half because of your apartment being small you were going very minimalist with what you were getting Mm. other than the things that people were buying for you would you say now that he's out and about that you still have a minimal amount of things for him (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) still the things that we have have also been gifts from from other people but they're all very useful necessary not necessarily but useful in that uh, we have this little play center thing for him now where basically I can sit him in that he can occupy himself with all the different toys that are around it and so if he's hungry and happy he'll sit in that for you know half an hour or so and then 
I can get something done as opposed to me sitting down and either entertaining him or holding him or doing something. And so now that I'm actually back at work as well, uh, it helps with doing home office if I can actually put him somewhere and he, I know that he's safe and he can, and it's having a good time too. But you did say his favorite toys are what? Tissue packs. (laughs) (laughs) He loves tissue packs. To be fair, they are pretty exciting. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Today, today I let him play with a ball of tinfoil. Whoa. You that was very exciting. Might be spoiling him. I might you be. You might need to rail it back in. Sometimes I let him touch my cup. Oh my god. Yeah. Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Kids these days. Right? Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> and you're back at work. Yes. When did that happen? So at the beginning of March, he was six months old, and then I went back part time. So I'm only working thirty percent right now. I'm technically still I guess I'm in part time maternity leave in a way. Um and so That'll be until the end of the year, and then the plan is to go back full-time in January. It's been very difficult. Yeah? <laughs> I mean, not not, not over-the-top difficult. And I, I, was th- I think I was having this discussion with a friend of mine yesterday about how I have a really easy baby. He's, he's always – he's in such a good mood most of the time, as long as he has a full belly. <laughs> and, yeah, if he, if he has a full belly and his diaper's clean, he's just happy and pleasant – He's fairly quiet also. He's so cute. Uh, But it's still really hard and really stressful just to get anything done. And it's not just because, oh, I want to play with you because you're cute, but it's because, oh, he spit up on himself again or, oh, I need to do this. or And then, you know, laundry piles up, dishes pile up and... When you, whenever you have to leave the house and you need to think of not just what you need, but what baby needs and okay, how long am I going for it? Do I need to bring a change of clothes and a change of diaper? Do I need to bring food with me? Do I, and so just for me, the process of leaving the house takes a good 15 minutes longer than it used to. Whereas I could just grab my keys and go kind of, if you forget something, whatever, right? With a baby, you can't do that. So there's that. And yeah, anyways, I have a really easy, lovable, awesome baby and it's still incredibly stressful to be a mom. And so shout out to all the working moms out there. <laughs> the people who do, do shout outs, is that like really? I think you're hip still. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. It's definitely, right. you're so, not like other moms. Okay. You're a cool mom. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so work 30% and you said home office. So are you doing the whole thing from home? No, I'm. so it's 30%, half of which is home office, half of it is in office. And I can bring Wham with me. And so basically I'll work from home and then he'll go to work with me once a week. And then the other time I go to work, it's when my husband's already home. And yeah, I feel like that's the only time I actually get things done (laughs) is when I'm at work alone without him. Uh, At first uh, I was forewarned that, oh, you know, when you go back to work, you're just going to be thinking about your baby the whole time. And so I was worried it was going to take away from my productivity for my work ethic but really it it hasn't because when I'm there and when I'm in it that's my mind's completely focused on it and then when it's time to go it's like oh all right switch back into mommy mode and going back home and dealing with the baby Uh, so that I mean switching from between work and baby life that works just fine I think Uh, working from home though is more difficult because if you get interrupted and so for example if I'm working from 10 until 1 but 12 is when he wants to have his lunch. That takes a good half hour, maybe an hour if he makes a mess, which, okay, tends to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so then it's not 10 to 1, it's actually 10 to 3 or 
Yeah, depending on the the breaks that happen in between. And then you find yourself working all day, either on work work or household work or mom work. Yeah. It's a lot. It is. Yeah. And like like I said, I have have an easy baby and it's still hard. Well, and then plus you've got this whole moving challenge. Before that, you had the looking for an apartment challenge. Mm -hmm. I think I'm sure that adds to it too. Well, I think, I mean, life is hard. There are stresses in life. But I never for one second regret having a baby. I love my baby so much. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I'm I think I'm doing an okay job at this mom thing. You seem to be. Yeah. I mean you named your kid after an eighties rock band, so <laughs> or is it a band or a song? It's a band. It's a band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going well. Yeah, I, know, I know. It took some convincing though, because my, my husband is not a fan of Wham. But, yeah. <laughs> and did your husband end up taking any um parental leave? No, he actually started a new job the day that our baby was born. Oh, good. Good plan. Good one. (laughs) So uh, according to the German uh, parental leave, he could basically seven weeks before wanting to take it, he just says, oh, thank you for the new job. In seven weeks, I'm going on paternity leave for six months, for example. He could do that, but... Since he just started the job and wanted to make a good impression, and of course, it would have been awesome for both of us to have paternity and not paternity, yeah, parental leave, and be home with the baby. It just financially didn't make sense. Now, for a big question or a big topic, uh-huh. how are you handling German and American identities all in one with the little baby? Mm. Is that something you've already started thinking about? Yes, it's something we started thinking about before he was born. So. He is officially an American citizen, officially a German citizen. He's allowed to have dual citizenship because he has an American mother and German father. We it was a big trip going to the embassy to get his to file for his uh, passport and also to claim his birth abroad. So we thought about the biggest question actually was Christmas time, because for Christmas, n- neither one of us are religious. However, we both celebrate Christmas. And it's really just family time, but also present time. And in Germany, it's Christkind, or as I like to call him, flying baby Jesus, <laughs> who brings the presents. And in American culture, it's Santa Claus who brings the presents. Uh, Santa Claus brings presents on the 25th of December, but Christkind, the flying baby Jesus, brings presents on the 24th of December. Ooh. Oh, so what do you do? And, and so uh, my, my husband said, so which which are we going to do? And I said, well, both. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> which is the true American answer. It's like, <laughs> we take all of the excuses for it. It's no problem. The like presents on two days. Yeah. I mean, but then, of course, then, then came the discussion of, oh, well, you know, we don't want to spoil him. We don't want it to be all about the, the presents and things. And so uh, we said, okay, well, also in, in my family, we would open one gift Christmas Eve would always be a Christmas tree ornament. <laughs> but regardless, we would open one gift Christmas Eve. And so we thought, okay, we could actually do both. We could say, all right, here is your gift from Chris Kint. And then on the 25th, that's where you have something from Santa. And then, you know, something from mom and dad. This year, what, the, um, maybe the 20th of December, I thought, hmm, do I need to buy my baby a gift? <laughs> is he going to notice? I still bought him one, but I really don't think that I needed to. Yeah. I think I remember you also sending a picture on Halloween, too. 
We dressed them up. Yes, yes. Halloween will be celebrated, but that's also gaining popularity in Germany. So I, I think we'll do Halloween. We'll also do Fastnacht, which I'm really excited about. My husband is not a Fastnacht fan. Oh. And so he is kind of hoping that Wham will also not be a Fastnacht fan. No. And I said, I mean, kids get to dress up and get candy. Yeah, come on. Right? Who's not going to be a fan of that? Okay, yeah. maybe when he's older, he won't like it as much, but we'll let him decide then. Let him decide, a.k.a. like bribe him along the mm-hmm. way, whisper messages mm-hmm. into his ears while he sleeps. You love it. <laughs> you love it. You will dress up in cute costumes and share your candy with mommy. Teen mommy. Teen mommy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And the language, you guys are doing both, right? Even yes. as he's an infant. Yes. So I speak English with him and Alex speaks his dialect, Alemanish, with him. And then we have a mutual family language, which is then English. Uh, I did actually do some minor reading up on this topic because it's something that for me is really, really important that he um, gets his English because we're living here in Germany. He's surrounded by German. I want to make sure that he is able to develop his English skills as naturally as possible. I know that there are many different methods that you can use. And for us, what we decided to do was, so we speak with him in our native tongues being English for me, Alemanish for Alex. And then we use the minority language, which is English, as the family language. And Alex is fluent in English anyways. So, However, some people have made jokes about uh, Wham developing a very strange accent since <laughs> my husband's English is excellent. And however, he speaks English with a British accent. Yes, he's one of those Germans who, if you don't know and you meet him in English, you might think he's British. Mm. Yeah, yeah. this will be fun for Wham. I also think it's interesting that you, so Alex is speaking specifically Alemannisch to him and not Hochdeutsch or the standard German. Um, was that like a, was that a choice or was that a, well, this is what Alex speaks when he speaks German. And so that's what, you know, no question. Obviously, that's what we're going to do. For me, it was obvious. Alex asked me if it's something that would be okay. And I said, well, yeah, of, of course, I'm. I'm pro keeping the dialects alive and however they, they are dying out and even in, in his family they only speak Alemanish to each other and for example my sister-in-law her children don't speak Alemanish at all they can understand it but they don't speak it that'll be cool though because I mean that's also like how you're saying he's going to be surrounded by German anyway like he's going to get Hochdeutsch yeah standard German in school etc are you thinking about language in terms of schools and, and kitas, which is like kindergarten yes. slash preschool? That was also a huge factor in our kita search, yeah, was that uh, we needed something for full day care. If we're both working Monday to Friday, all day, we need full day care for him. And then also uh, having native speakers of English because there are, I think there was one Kita that said, oh, we do, um, you know, we have a woman that comes in to do English. She's German, but her accent's really, really good. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> one day a week with a German lady speaking English. No, it's not not going to cut it. Girl probably doesn't miss goldfish on a daily basis. And I feel like that is the true qualifier of someone I want to trust <laughs> to yes. represent the language, <laughs> the cultural background. It's very oh, important. goldfish. <laughs> yes. Which is actually on my mind because when we had Boss Day of the Week the other day, you fed me goldfish. I'm and going to go home and eat some more. <laughs> it's one of those foods I didn't, I'm, I wasn't a huge goldfish eater. I didn't think about the fact that you can't get them here. But now that I'm aware of it, 
because mm-hmm. you offered them to me because someone brought them to you. Mm-hmm. Now I'm mad about it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm sad about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. You just you can't get them here. So that'll be something too, you know, as he gets a little older and then it's like music and, and TV shows, but also the snacks. Yes. Yes. And like a lot of them aren't really like technically healthy. <laughs> But but they're delicious. Yeah. And I imagine, I mean, for me, I feel like that would be something I would want to at least introduce and probably like mount a small campaign about like, come on, kid, mm. don't you love these Cheerios? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think it's also, it's part of my childhood and I I want to share that with, with him. Ideally, at some point, we live in the States for a chunk of time. And of course, we need that needs to work out with our jobs and everything too. But and in order for him to pass on his citizenship, he needs to live in the states for at least four years. Two of which after the age of fourteen. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. But I want that not just for not just for the language, but also for for the culture, and more importantly, sharing kind of a, a part of me. Because here we can just go to Alex's dad's house. He grew up right on the River Rhine, and and, you know, all of his family's there and he knows all these little places. He can walk down one street and say, I went to kindergarten there and high school there. And, you know, it's just all right there in the same little village. Whereas with me, I don't have that. I grew up all over the place. However, my family and I guess my my heart is still <laughs> back in, in Maine. And so I spent all my summers there as a kid, basically, whenever possible. And I would really like to be able to do that for him. But then that's, you know, a flight to the States every year and who knows. I don't know. Maybe he can do a year abroad, stay in Philly with his Uncle Scott. That would be fun. Um, I've, I've asked. So um, we have, so again, we're, we're not religious, but we still have kind of godparents or maybe just guardians. Uh, and one is my husband's sister and then the other is, is my brother. And I told my brother, I said, you know, because he asked, oh, you know, are you baptizing him or something? And I said, no, that's not happening. I just, I really, I want you to pl- play a large role in his life. And I want you to keep him American. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what I said. <laughs> and he said, all right, got it. And so when, when they came to visit, they brought two baby books. And one was, what, one, two, three with the notorious B.I.G. <laughs> and the other one was like... Um, from A to Jay-Z or, or something. And, oh, that's yeah. good. Where the Wild Things Are was another book. I love yeah. that idea, though. It, whether you are or aren't religious, assigning a person, mm. even if it's not the godparent, to be like, you're in charge of leading the the force of bring the culture mm-hmm. into my kid's life. You know, because when you're being a mom, like you're just you're here, you're going to do a lot of things the German way, I'm sure, just because that's what's there. Yeah. And also, it will get to a point at some point where it's not cool to be like the mom shoving your culture down the kid's throat, <laughs> like, and he'll want to yeah. find yeah. that from somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just a really smart idea to say, hey, you know what? Like, you're my you're my tag team person mm-hmm. here, and 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 it's also cool to see what that means to those people. You know, I don't yeah. if someone's had you know assigned me that role today, I don't know what I would think of right away. I wouldn't know those books existed <laughs> but I think that's great that they do and it, you know maybe in, in the fact that you're like taking on that role then you find all these cool things that also makes you think about oh what does that mean and what does that mean for a seven month old you mm-hmm. know what are the things that matter and don't so mm-hmm. yeah cool I, I think because I, I don't consider myself somebody who's very patriotic either so it's not it's not about yeah America <laughs> it's, it's, it's more about yeah wanting to share a piece of myself and how I grew up and I feel that of course, I share that very closely with my brother, and he gets it. 
what's on your mind for your kid the next sort of half of this year as he approaches year one? Are there things involving your um, expat identity or your culture that you're thinking about as he nears towards that stage where he's going to take that next transition into being a toddler? No. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. This is so you. (laughs) You like are very, you're somehow anti-preparation in so many ways and like anti having a plan. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And yet you're, you know, babies are all about schedule and structure and yeah. No, I, no. No. You're winging it. I think I I, I, I don't have a, a game plan really other than, the one thing that me and my husband have said is that we want to raise him to be kind. Oh. Yeah, that's, you know, he can, he's going to have all sorts of interests, I'm sure, and we're going to encourage him in all sorts of different ways, sports, music, theater, whatever. And yeah, as long as he's kind. And I think, I I hope that we both emanate that enough anyways, that there isn't much involved in teaching that. <laughs> Because I also don't have a plan for that. (laughs) Well, look, you're starting off with this. Right now, we don't know if he's kind or not. He's only seven months old, but he is a kind. Ah, And it's spelled the same way. That's good. I'll um, lock myself out. (laughs) Oh, God. No, this is like fully, I'm feeling the metaphoric tomatoes being thrown into my face right now. Um, On that note, we're going to round the corner and head to home because... There's no better one-liner than that. Mm-hmm. With our ending segment called Zack, 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 I'm going to ask you three questions. Uh, you're going to answer them without thinking it, overthinking it. Just go with your gut. All right. You ready? Yes. What is your favorite song that you sing to Wham? Please answer in song. Oh, okay. There was an old man named Michael Finnegan. He grew fat and then grew thin again. His hair fell out. Then came in again, poor old Michael Finnegan, begin again. That's the diaper changing song. That's a good one. What is the worst? A pee attack, a poop attack, or a vomit attack? Oh. Uh, I would say pee attack. Ooh. Yeah, because vomit and poo are more containable, but pee goes everywhere. And are you done with breastfeeding slash able to drink alcohol again? I am done with breastfeeding. Okay, yes. then I will phrase my question this way. What is the first alcoholic beverage that you had? I think it was a glass of sect. It might have been a sip of beer, though. Were you trashed afterwards? I It went straight to my head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess the first real drink that I had was a, um, uh, a Black Forest mule. Ooh. Like a Moscow mule only with gin. It was delicious and also went straight to my head. (laughs) Very good. Thank you for coming back over. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to Ashley for coming on the show and belated but still relevant. Congratulations to you and your family for the latest edition. And thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in. If you liked this week's episode, please leave us a review and a rating on your podcast app of choice. I have seen a couple more in the last couple weeks and that's making me real happy, so please keep those coming. And as always, I am very open to any topic suggestions. So I know expat motherhood is a huge topic. So if that's something you want to hear more about, let me know or if that's something that 
that you want to come on the show and talk about. You can email us at theexpatcast at gmail.com. You can, as always, find us on social media at theexpatcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you, as always, to Gordon Eisenach, my partner in podcasting and in life, and to Amy Lenke Art for the logo. Thanks also to Sidehug for the theme music, and you can find them on Instagram at a hug from the side. Next week on the show, we're, we're keeping it in the family. When my parents visited a couple weeks ago, we recorded an episode together about what it's been like for them to be parents of an expat. Until then, have a great week!